Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricardo Silvestre, and today I welcome Uremu Adjimni. Uremu, she's a councillor for Fenfell at Longford Municipal District, and we're going to talk about her experience with hate speech in Ireland. She is also the author of a fantastic article in the publication Us Dem Hate Speech at the Service of Politics with the title It Was Done to Us So We Can Do It Back. This is a publication from Project Polska with our friend Milos Odun as editor. And that's our conversation. I'll be back to tell you about some of the events organized by ELF for this month of June. I'm here with Uremu Adjimi. Uh, Uremu, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. My pleasure, Ricardo. Good morning. Oh, it's great to have you here. And let's start by talking about you for a moment. And I already introduced you at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm interested to know the path you took to get to the point that now I have you on the podcast. We're uh, co-authors in this publication that I have here in front of me, the Us Dem hate speech at the service of politics. So tell us a little bit, how did you get to this point? Thanks, Ricardo. I, I am living in Longford. I am an immigrant. I was born and raised in Nigeria and I moved to Ireland in 2003. So um, living in Longford nearly 20 years, I have my children um, all born in, uh, in Longford. And I got involved in uh, political activity, um, political activism in 2016. And so in 2019, then I ran in the local elections. So uh, for my party, Fianna Fáil. And, you know, in that time during my election, there was I was uh, subject to some uh, hate rhetoric and, uh, you know, people commenting on my uh, on my post or on my tweets mm -hmm. to go and run for election in Nigeria. And, you know, uh, so. After that exercise, um, I'm now a, a councillor in uh, in Longford, and uh, so the I was contacted by my party headquarters to um, asking if I would like to participate and send in an article for publication in this book, and so I wrote about uh, um, hate speech, and uh, and you know put in a bit of my experience and you know the uh, what's going on in in uh, currently in 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 Ireland in terms of uh, the uh, hate speech that's targeted at uh, um, that's racially motivated and targeted targeting uh, minority groups for for different reasons and so I Put in, a, put in a submission. I didn't know it was going to make it to publication, so I was pleasantly surprised when I was uh, contacted to say um, my article was going to be included in, in the pub in the publication. So that's kind of a a quick summary of of how I got to this point, Ricardo. And we're going to go into the paper. It's called It Was Done to Us So We Can Do It Back. And you go to some of the main concepts 
about hate speech and then you go into the Irish experience. But before we even go into that, because I was very interested in something you said. So there was a moment that you thought to yourself, all right, this is happening around me. You know, this is making me either hangry or depressed or motivated. But there was a moment that you said to yourself, I need to do something. So tell us for people that are listening to us and maybe going through, you know, similar, a similar situation to be targeted that way, but then to have not only the bravery, but the hope to, okay, I'm going to try to make a change and I'm going to run for a position. So tell us that process. Did you felt that growing up was always there, was just from one, one day to the other? Um, no, not really, because um, I grew up in Nigeria, so um, the um, race wasn't an issue. There was hardly any kind of um, hate speech targeted. It, it was just, you know, if you don't get along, you you find your, I, I suppose, you find your tribe and you and mm -hmm. you um, you coexist then. And the, it wasn't until I uh, moved to Ireland and, you know, became exposed to, you know, the cultural differences. And then again, this um, uh, discriminatory uh, behavior um you know, that I, I experienced. And I suppose um, I didn't I, I didn't and still don't engage when uh, any negative uh, attitudes are, are sent my way. And particularly if it's hate speech that's racially motivated, I don't engage because um, I feel, you know, it's, it's negative energy. Uh, and I don't like having negative energy around me because it pulls me down. And uh, and I like to be positive. I like to be cheerful. So I uh, and I think uh, I started thinking of ways that I could turn things around. I could, you know, have that positive um, experience and and have that positive message, particularly as you have uh, mentioned to people that might be experiencing something similar. So those were the thoughts in my head to uh, to get active, to be uh, to be an activist, to engage in the community to to show the natives around me that you know we are all the same we're all humans we breathe the same we bleed the same we weep the same and the only the 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 color of the skin is it does not define who a person is and it does not um, it, it's no reason to stereotype people. And the more there is integration, the more there is interaction, the more there's understanding, the more there's education that we are all the same. And the best thing we can do is to get along. So and that's why I got involved in, in political activism. And again, I have children who are growing up and I want them to uh, to be able to uh, explore possibilities in the environment they find themselves. I don't want them to be targeted uh, to, to hate speech or acts of discrimination. So, you know, those are the driving forces behind me to, to keep spreading the awareness, to keep engaging positively and making people understand that uh, race is not something to be uh, to be afraid of or to be wary of, you know. So those are kind of like the, the reasons why I, I, I got involved. And, and thankfully, it's making a difference in, in my in my community because, you know, people are engaging, people are working together and people are getting involved to give everybody collectively a better quality of life.
This is a very inspiring story. Thank you so much for sharing because uh, I'm sure there were moments even with all this positivity and all this uh, drive to make a positive change. But I imagine that it's not easy. You know, people like myself and others that are listening that have no idea how to go through this kind of situation and you came out stronger on the other side. So kudos to you. And following what you said, and we're not going to make a podcast about this, but maybe I can have you later. But I'll, I always think about the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. saying exactly, it's not the color of your skin, it's the contents of your character. And you do show those, uh, that character. Now, let's get it then into your paper. And I did, I did talk with Uremu before we start recording, of course, because in your paper you talk about asylum seekers and travelers and people that are coming from Africa. But I, I think that is, even intuitively, people should read your, your paper, of course, but they do understand that kind of dynamics, or it's easier to understand. But you do bring a very provocative point on your article, and I would like to start with that one. Because there is hate speech that targets Great Britain citizens. So this is, this is kind of a different kind of hate speech, meaning that it goes away from the traditional targets, which is their racial or because your sexual preference. Here it's more like ethno-nationalistic kind of drive. So tell us a little bit, how do you see that dynamic happening? Yes, Ricardo, it's um, I, uh, the that hate speech towards the Brits. It's uh, kind of uh, historical in in the sense that um, uh, because of the the troubles and the um, uh, you know Ireland was colonized by uh, by the British and you know gained independence. So I think it was all that animosity over that period that um, it brought upon brought about this. Um, biased attitude towards the Brits and interestingly it doesn't go beyond biased attitudes and I think that's the difference between that um, um, rhetoric compared to the, the uh, racially motivated hate speech and hate towards uh, people or because of their sexual preferences and mm -hmm. so um It is not, uh, and I suppose that's why it it's uh, it doesn't have as much uh, focus as you know these other uh, brands of hate speech. So it's just biased attitudes. It's just you know insensitive remarks, like uh, as I've alluded in, in my in my article, and um, and you know it doesn't go beyond that. So it's like um, it is. You hear it altered every so often, and it's it's not um, it's not developed. It doesn't go beyond. It doesn't go into acts of bias or discrimination. If you go up the the hate speech pyramid, so mm -hmm. and, and that yes. is why um, and 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 that is the um, I suppose the difficulty because it it just goes to show that. The hate that's targeted at uh, at Africans and at tra the traveler community in Ireland, it it needn't be, because people can tone down their bias, you know, if they want to. 
you know, so that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting, uh, interesting point as well. So people are choosing to progress their hate uh, for whatever reason they feel. And, and uh, it, it also goes to show that this uh, hate speech can be dealt with and can be eliminated if people are willing to do that. But let me go back even a little bit, which is when you see this happening around the view, do you feel like an external observer of a dynamic that it's not related to you as, you know, someone that didn't experience those grievances? Of course, you live in Ireland, so therefore everything affects you directly or indirectly. Or is it something that, again, you were saying, making a change for the better? Is it something that you engage in conversation with people and, and saying, you know, this thing that is happening, how can we solve this? Tell us what's your day-to-day -day on that. Yes. So, um, and again, that's the reason I, I got, I became more politically active because I felt, you know, if, if you want to see change, you have to be the change. Uh, and that's how you can guarantee that that change will happen. So, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, like, it's, it's not as much that I don't feel, uh, I feel like an observer, but um, I have a mantra, I don't engage with negative uh, rhetoric. So the far-right activists, people that perpetrate hate speech, that incite hatred, I don't engage with them because I feel they, that they have, uh, they're pretty much, they've pretty much decided where, um, what position they're going to take. So I focus on their target audience. So if their target audience don't are not uh, um, incited by their hate rhetoric, then they don't win. They don't get what, uh, they don't achieve their aim. And that's where the positivity comes in. So if we are all focusing on that, that pool and throw as much more positivity than the, than the hate speech that is, uh, or hate rhetoric that's been thrown, then we have an opportunity to, to educate uh, the, the cohorts and change their, uh, their orientation. And I think as well, we have a lot of, uh, norms that we have imbibed, some, some attitudes that we kind of uh, inherited, uh, for want of a better word, and we just need to be challenged in those types of thinking that, um, you know, somebody that has a different coloured skin cannot be as uh, intellectually sound, for example, or mm -hmm. somebody that is LGBTQ cannot work in an environment with others that, that are uh, heterosexual, for example. So, you know, those kind of, um, those beliefs that have no foundation, you know, when they are challenged, people start thinking, people start questioning themselves and their attitudes and people start changing. I have myself personally gone through so much change that sometimes I, don't, I barely recognize myself. And um, it is for the greater good because, you know, when people are unfairly judged, it is uh, it's unfortunate and it can have negative impact on on the on the victims so it it is so important that you know my opinions i always challenge my opinions to uh to find out where what is what the foundation of that opinion is and it's that right and if even if i have okay i have uh, uh convinced myself that that opinion is is sound 
do I have to make it known? How is it going to affect the subject or whoever I'm talking to? So I have to be careful uh, at, you know, about my utterances. And that is what I teach my kids. And that is how I conduct myself when I'm interacting with people in the wider society, the wider community. And I encourage people to question their own thinking, question their opinions. And even if you are settled in your opinion, if it's going to affect offend the next person or affect them negatively you do not have to to put that out you can choose to be positive in your interaction in your engagement you can choose to represent yourself and your family and your community positively so that every time you interact you leave people with a positive experience and you leave people with good memories about yourself and about themselves and people that are um are not that way oriented can start learning as well and challenging themselves and that's how change uh, that's how change happens and in my day-to-day role what I do as much as possible is try to look out for people in the community look out for migrants look out for natives you know find ways of of bringing people together in different uh, uh, in different environments in different activities so that the more we engage, the more we interact, the more we understand each other. We're going to have a podcast on just human behavior and psychology, <laughs> because I am also a great believer, as you are, on the being positive all the time, because it's a muscle that you train. And once you train that muscle, and once you get into this kind of mind frame that you were just saying, then it gets contagious, because otherwise, sorry, other people will start seeing the same kind of benefits when you when you're talking to people and you say I'm positive and positivity brings change and if you're positive we'll be positive together and things will get better then people start believing you they'll be like okay I, I, I see something in there one more uh, detail on your publication and this one in particular I'm very interested since I basically live on Twitter now, which is you, uh, and I quote you now, receiving tweets or comments of support often helps victims of online abuse to feel less isolated. And talking about exactly uh, Uremu positivity and negativity, because Twitter, and, and not only Twitter, Facebook, and even now Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, they can become cesspools very, very quickly, where just people just are attacking each other all the time. But you give us the opposite experience, which is to see that tweet that says, hey, stay positive, stay strong, things will get better. So uh, get a little more into this. So into this sentence in particular, as you, was writing, as you were writing it, what was you know, behind you, your motivation to write this particular sentence? Yeah, like you, Ricardo, I'm I'm kind of um I, I I stay on on top of you know information and I think Twitter now for me is a source of information. What's happening in Ireland, what's happening around the world, keep myself up to date and make sure that um you know <laughs> there are no shocks or no surprises coming. Um and like you, I've I've witnessed so much, you know, hate rhetoric, so much gaslighting going on. Um mm-hmm on twitter and it and it's so unfortunate and a lot of it is um 
but it's on uh, misinformation and uh, and mischief as well because some people take um, a phrase from a, f- a full um, uh, maybe communique and take it out of context deliberately and then just run with it and drag as many people along as they can. And it's just like, you know, some days I'd see it and think, okay, this is what uh, today is going to be like on Twitter. So I'm going to try and <laughs> limit my, <laughs> limit my, the, the, the number of times I, I go in there just till the dust settles because, you know, unfortunately once we are, and again, this is another reason why I stay away from um, negativity and anger and those um, emotions that just suck the energy out of you. Once you give in to those emotions, like you're not your best self and you you then, you know, engage and maybe put in tweets and then go into warring matches and, and, uh, 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 and Twitter fights. And, you know, anything you put on Twitter, it's, it's, uh, um, how would I, it's eternal for, um, for example, and, you know, in two days or three days when you're not so angry, when you're not so gaslit and you look at your conduct and some people just think, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that, you know, and you know, this is the era again of people getting cancelled as well. So um, and that is why it is so important not to engage in all the negativity, all the, the, the Twitter fights that go on and, you know, Jumping in there with positivity and and giving a positive message, particularly for people that are uh, being attacked, it's it's um, it's I have observed that for a lot of people that that get attacked in that way, when they get those messages of solidarity, those messages of support and encouragement, if I use um, politicians, for example, you know, getting support from their constituents, you know, getting messages that they're good, doing a good job, not to listen to to the proponents of hate. And um, it, it kind of, um, it's it's an affirmation for for the subject. And it, it's, it reminds you why you got involved, why you became a public representative to look out for good people that are uh, that are giving you props that are that are helping you get through, and it makes you realize that this proponent of hate speech, they're very few, and it's just that they they have I don't know how they have so much time on their hands, but they make so much noise, <laughs> and they tend to drown everything else with their hate rhetoric, and uh, but the more positivity is thrown at that at that hate. It, it dwarfs it and, it, you know, these ethical witnesses are so, uh, so important and the, the messages, the positive messages, they drown the hate speech and, you know, it brings like, if you think of um, yin and yang, it, it, it balances things. And uh, hopefully it even imbalances things again and tips it in a positive direction as well. And, uh, and you know, once you know you have advocates, once you know you have support, you feel like you're part of something. You know, you don't feel as, as isolated when, you know, you're being attacked. And, you know, it's just 
if you just imagine standing on your own and standing in a crowd, the difference, you know, having people around you is is comforting. Then it's more comforting than standing on your own and and facing a, a difficult situation. So you know it's it's um, um, particularly online. You know it, when you're out in the open in in the physical, if people gather around you, like maybe if if uh, something uh, terrible just happens and people gather around you, you you get support. You you get um, you feel com- the comfort of of people looking out for you and. St- checking if you're okay and that is the same principle in the online community where people tweeting messages of support is like people physically coming around you and surrounding you with all that positivity with all that uh, that um you know looking out for you and making you feel part of of uh, of a group and making you feel wanted and making you feel embraced and so and especially for um for migrants in in a in a different environment and we know the world is fast becoming a global village so um mm-hmm. wherever you find yourself just having that community having a, a sense of belonging is so important and that is what those uh, messages of support brings to the victim uh, most importantly and you know the proponent of hate then becomes the one that's isolated and you know it kind of encourages them then that okay if you want to spew hate, you're going to be isolated. So you have a choice, spew hate or be part of, of something better, something stronger and, and, and embracing community. I'll add something else for our listeners, which is apart from everything that Uramu just mentioned about positivity and having good words and that will make a change. The other thing about positivity, it's that keeps the, tr- the trolls away. Because they come, you know, and they come and they have their speech ready to just try to engage and then to cause stir, cause problems. And they're like, hey, <laughs> you know, maybe you should see things more positively. And then they go away. They never come back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this is, but this is a great... I'm not going. I'm not a, a shareholder of Twitter. <laughs> I don't know Jack personally, but it's a great platform. And actually, you have a request for a follow, which is mine. I just press the button. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> your pin tweet says, "We tweet our outrage, and then we normalize problems unsolved until the next. Be the change you seek. Dedicate time to finding solutions rather than highlighting problems. Our world is our responsibility. And I do see you had hashtag Christchurch shooting. So that was a very, very uh, sensitive moment, the moment we we went through that. Wonderful. We're getting to the end of our time. I'm going to ask you to please tell us where people can follow you on the digital realm. But before that, uh, there is one one question that is most most necessary you are part of a publication with 27 authors like i mentioned i'm one of them we see the the as we you know open the book and you and we go and we see oh they have this problem in austria they have this problem in the czech republic have this problem in malta they have this problem in ireland so um tell us tell us how how do you feel to be part of uh, of a joint collaboration like this one yeah, I, I I feel incredibly honored to have an article um, included in this uh, 
such an important uh, publication. Uh, I think what the the what resonates is that hate speech it's not uh, limited to one community or one area. It's it's um, it's something that is experienced everywhere. And as a union, it's it's up to us to, you know, stem this hate speech and and focus on positivity and encourage people and and develop this um, inclusive uh, co- community so that we can all live in harmony. And um, we need to collaborate. Like no one person has the answer. However, if we all um, pull together as we have done in this book, we can see. You know the themes that are that are coming out, the the solutions that will help us move away from this, and um, and make the the make our European Union more a more positive uh, a more positive space and set an example for you know other unions and and other continents to. Uh, to embrace more positivity and and stem down this hate rhetoric that does more harm than good. So um, it highlights the themes. It shows that we need to work together. And, you know, there are, um, and again, in terms of, the 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 solutions um and you know flipping through the different articles i can see you know education is highlighted mm-hmm. you know, focusing on education will really help to to change people's uh, style of thinking to to encourage people to to challenge the norms that exist around them and to, to encourage people to interact and to engage because if we are all experiencing the same issues then it shows that okay this is some similarity and you know we can all work together and and keep the union strong so um this article, the, this publication is encouraging us to to collaborate and work together across the the countries in the in the union to to make sure that again we are supporting each other, we're encouraging positivity, we are uh, fostering an inclusive uh, and collaborative uh, environment that will give all of us, you know. Um, a better quality of life, better standard of living, and uh, and we have a stronger, more progressive union out of it. The publication is Us Dem Hate Speech at the Sur- Service of Politics. And in here, of course, we need a big shout out to Milos Odun from Project Polska, which not only edited, it, but uh, was the person behind this project. And um, as we get into the end of our time together, but I'll keep asking you to come back because there's so much more to talk about but for positivity for how to make the world a better place how can people then follow you and know more not only about your work but all this positive vibes that you send us i'm sending you're sending them through skype right now but you send them through twitter (laughs) so tell how where can people can follow you yeah, thanks for that, um, Ricardo. I am uh, available on, tw- uh, on Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter, Councillor Remu Adejimi. My handle is at Remu, R-A-E-M-M-U. I'm also on Facebook, Councillor Remu Adejimi. And uh, yes, so um, 
always think positive um, whenever, like, obviously it, it's it's great and uh, it, it'll be good if we are positive 24 hours a day, which is not always possible. <laughs> um, uh, whenever I'm hit with challenges or I'm, I'm beset with any negative emotions, I try to, you know, do something productive until I'm back to that <laughs> until I get back into that positive bubble and I could you know it could be going off for a walk or mm. you know doing some um, doing some chores around the house um, going shopping just you know to clear my head and to cleanse mm-hmm. my mind of, of all that negativity so I encourage everyone to 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 practice to find something that you know that that you would like to do or find that safe place to get into whenever um whenever we're beset with any negative emotions or because you know it is a big world and uh, we live with a lot of people in the world and uh, so we can't always predict what is going to come our way from day to day but it's just important to have a, a survival uh, <laughs> um, surviving uh, mechanism to to soldier through any of those challenges as they happen so uh, I, I appreciate the follows and thanks for um, for the opportunity uh, Ricardo and it's uh, been lovely talking to you today and again thanks to to Milos for uh, for putting together this publication I, I think it's it's a it's a brilliant uh, publication and I encourage everybody to to have a read um to have a read and and you know continue to be positive in every engagement mm. ice cream that is <laughs> that is the secret that is the the, the, the happy place <laughs> and, ice cream yeah and and ice cream yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm going to put on uh, uh, show notes of the podcast not only how to follow then uremu at twitter at facebook but also the link for the publication that it's on the european liberal forum website uremu this was great and thank you so much for talking to me this was very positive and um, i feel you know, uh, motivated and inspired by you. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Ricardo. I'm back just to remind you that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star reviews. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. And now for some of the events organized by ELF for this month of June. On the 16th of June, and it's going to be a Zoom webinar starting at 11 Central European Standard Time, we have a Europe of Values, the story of the CVM in Romania and Bulgaria. As the cooperation and verification mechanism CVM for Romania and Bulgaria, which was put in place by the European Commission from January the 1st, 2007, is still being used to access and support the progress of these two EU member states. ELF believe that this is a good opportunity to look back at what the CVM achieved and how to learn from these past experiences. This webinar has one of my favorite MEPs, Ramona Stugariu, which I already had on the podcast to talk about how to support independent media, but also my colleague Zineda Zlatnova from Lipa in Bulgaria and Nedim Ojish. And then on the 17th of June, we have a double dose. One of the events is going to be 
in situ, but also online, and it's going to be in Prague and the Czech Republic, which is multiple challenges for transatlantic partnerships. This project follows four previous years of collaboration between ELF and EPPS, and also the member organizations. And this one, you'll focus on the relationship between the US and the EU, two key global partners, that is going through a complicated period, to say the least. And actually, the last podcast, we discussed that with our MEP, Lisha Streichmacher. The discussion will be divided into several dimensions, focusing on topics such as partnership between the UK and the USA after Brexit. And it'll be very important to see how the agreements between the two great powers continue. Also on the same day, on the 17th, but this time based in London in the United Kingdom, we have another ELF event, it's called Truthful Press and Media. This is going to take place in the National Liberal Club in London, and the question is, why does it matter whether the UK, Europe and the world has a truthful press and media? Expert guests and journalists from Europe will be invited to share and compare experiences and highlight areas of concern. The meeting will be held under the Shadeham House Rules. To know more about this event, you just have to go to liberalforum.eu forward slash events. And this is all for now, but I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then, and this one is special for you, Remu, let's keep making the world a better place. The Liberal Europe podcast, it's organized by the European Liberal Forum with the support of Movimento Liberal Social in Portugal. This podcast is co-founded by the European Parliament, and the European Parliament is not responsible for the contents of this podcast or any news that may be made of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum.